Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is September 15th, 2021, and our first story, spokesperson for the Joint Chiefs of Staff confirms General Milley subverted the chain of command by giving advanced warning to China about our military plans. Republicans are calling this treason and demanding Milley be fired, he resign, or even be court-martialed. In our next story, Gavin Newsom has staved off the recall efforts. California has voted to keep the Democratic governor. And in our last story, a mayor has vowed to have the school board charged criminally for disseminating what he says is child pornography in a shocking statement. Parents are not standing for what these school boards are doing and things are heating up. Now, if you like this show, leave us a good review and give us five stars. But the most important thing you can do, share this show with your friends. Word of mouth is the most powerful thing. Now, let's get into that first story. Recently, we learned that Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Mark Milley contacted China secretly to warn them of U.S. military plans, even going as far as to pledge, should the U.S. seek to take action against you militaristically, we will warn you in advance, thus circumventing the president and the chain of command. We now have confirmation. Joint Chiefs spokesperson confirms Milley calls with China, defends them as routine, No, I'm sorry. This is subversion of the U.S. military. Many Republicans are outright saying it's treason, at the very least illegal, and that Mark Milley should be fired or court-martialed. But my friends, I believe it's worse than that. The call, uh, uh, the story confirms Nancy Pelosi staged a military coup against the president earlier this year. You see, the New York Times had reported that Pelosi contacted Milley seeking to have them disregard orders from the president. But they say it did not happen. We now know that Mark Milley did, in fact, have a meeting with top officials, high ranking officers, and told them, look him in the eye and pledge to him an oath that should Donald Trump give any orders, they would bring it to him first. Thus, going around the president's direct orders, subverting the chain of command directly. And when you add this to providing assistance to our enemies, well then, treason may be. Now, I'm not going to opine on the legal merits of a treason charge against Milley because some would argue that in order for it to be treason, we'd have to be in an actual state of war against China, which we're not. There's no declared war. In fact, we have trade agreements with them. We just were adversaries. Are they the enemy? 
Perhaps there's there's a legal argument. But I will tell you this. Many on the left will tell you this was routine. They'll defend it. They'll say it's totally fine. In fact, they'll say it's fantastic that Mark Milley did this because Trump was a crazy person. None of these are uh, good enough excuses. And there's no excuse for this. But they're trying to defend this behavior. What kind of country have we become when a general can warn an adversary who is posing a very serious threat to us of our military plans, pledge to them, we will warn you in advance of any attack, and nothing happens to this person? Is it a lack of political willpower? I think the answer is yes, to an extent. Many Republican politicians are saying, fire him, charge him, he should resign. And there's not, I don't think any of the Republican politicians are saying he should be charged with treason, though court-martialing could go that direction, I suppose. No, it's typically a half measure. He should be fired. Uh, No, if he committed a crime, he should be criminally charged. And if that crime is treason, he should be punished, punished under those statutes. But I think the issue is the country is in a state of civil war. That is to say, when a general commits an act like this, you'd think that the country would be unified in saying we will not tolerate anyone subverting our military or chain of command, even if we don't like the president. But we're not there right now. We haven't been for some time. We're at the point where half the country is going to say it's a good thing he did it. and Half is going to say it's a bad thing he did it. And then nothing moves. And if nothing moves and people who commit crimes in the government are not held accountable, eventually it explodes in our faces. Then you can take into consideration Nancy Pelosi succeeding in getting Mark Milley or at least at the very least participating in him going to senior officials and saying, bring the orders to me. Now, you can argue it's not a military coup. You can say he just wanted to slow the process. And Department of Defense officials did say, well, they could do that. But I think what we're actually getting is the bias from the mainstream media that when they would seek to subvert Donald Trump's orders to prevent him from lawful orders, they can argue it was just to review the process. But it really does seem, and I think it's fair to say, the analysis would uh, suggest just subverting the chain of command. What do we have left? This is the country we live in. I don't know where we'll go, but let's at least see where Republicans are at. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and get access to exclusive members-only segments on the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as ad-free experience, uh, an ad-free experience on our website, looking at all of our great news. Your, your membership helps support our journalists, so it's greatly appreciated. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share this video right now on your social media. If everybody who watched this video shared it, we'd be bigger than CNN overnight. Clearly, people don't share it. So if you really want to do something, maybe you're worried about speaking up yourself. If you like my show and think I do a good enough job, post it to your Facebook, Twitter, or wherever else you can. Here's the story from The Hill. Joint chief spokesperson confirms Milley call with China, defends them as routine. They say, Colonel David Butler on Wednesday confirmed that Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley called his Chinese counterparts after the January 6th riot at the Capitol, but said those calls were routine. Full stop. The Washington Post reported that one of the calls, the first, was in October of 2020, well before the quote unquote insurrection. You see, this is how they're lying. They're making it seem like Mark Milley took action because of the insurrection, as they call it, when in reality, Mark Milley was seeking to subvert Trump even before the election, which stands to reason. Should Donald Trump have won, he had already been subverted by Mark Milley. He didn't. 
And that's Donald Trump's fault for choosing this man. Butler said in a statement that Milley regularly regular communicates with chiefs of defense around the world, including China and Russia. These conversations remain vital to improving mutual understanding of U.S. national security interests, reducing tensions, providing clarity and avoiding unintended consequences or conflict. The statement comes in response to reports that a forthcoming book says Milley once told his Chinese counterpart that he would give a heads up before any attack on China by the U.S. Oh, the hell are you omitting so much? But I will stress it's a book from Woodward with anonymous sources. I'm going to go ahead and say, take it all with a grain of salt. Quote, you and I have known each other for now five years. If we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. I'm not. It's not going to be a surprise, Millie said, according to an excerpt from a new book by veteran journalist Bob Woodward and The Washington Post, Robert Costa. All calls from the chairman to his counterparts, including those reported, are staffed, coordinated and communicated with the Department of Defense and the interagency, Butler said in a Wednesday statement. The forthcoming book also says Milley conducted secret meetings at the Pentagon after January 6th to ensure former President Trump could not launch a military attack. What? That's a military coup. Mark Milley subverting a sitting president. I get it. It was within 14 days of the inauguration. Lame duck as they come. Still, if you tolerate this, where do we go? So uh, that's a military coup. Mark Milley having secret meetings to ensure Trump couldn't launch a military attack is subverting the chain of command in secret and participated uh, by uh, uh, and Nancy Pelosi participated. So uh, anything going to happen? Look, you think I have any faith in the structure of this country, this, this government, our culture? The answer is I'm sorry. It's not to be pessimistic, but come on. You know that there's not going to be a court martial. Maybe there will be. Maybe it'll take Republicans winning the House, but Republicans are spineless anyway. This is it. The country is falling apart. Some people say there will be a peaceful divorce. This more than anything has me convinced that general, a general can hold a secret meeting to prevent the president from launching a military attack. He doesn't have the authority to do that. That's a military coup. You want, you want me to I'll just cite the New York Times for you. The book's excerpt uh, here, the, the, the meeting regarding nuclear weapons protocols was to remind uniformed leaders that in, uh, in the Pentagon of the long established and robust procedures in light of media reporting on the subject, Butler said in a statement. Forgive me if I don't take your word for it. Mark Milley sought to subvert Trump in October. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. 
Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Let me show you. Peril. The general was so fearful Trump might spark a war that he made secret calls. Secret calls to his Chinese counterpart. One call took place October 30th, 2020, four days before the election that unseated Trump. And another on January 8th. The first call was prompted by Milley's review of intelligence, suggesting the Chinese believed the U.S. would attack. Generally, I want to assure you the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. That is Mark Milley going behind Trump's back in a secret meeting to assure China that regardless of what they were doing and what they had done, we were not planning attack against them. This is U.S. military plans. We should not be going to our enemies, our adversaries, and saying, don't worry, we won't attack. What we're supposed to say is you're crossing the line and maybe you don't go to your enemy and say, I know you're doing bad stuff we've complained about over and over and over again, but you know, we ain't going to do anything about it. That's revealing our intentions, revealing our plans. And then another call. This is the, this is, it's, I'm, I'm absolutely just shocked by this. I really, really am. This is a story that I covered back on, this is from January 8th. And the video I titled was that Nancy Pelosi attempted a military coup against Donald Trump. And I said, attempted. Why? In the article, it says what Nancy Pelosi requested was tantamount to it was a military coup. She failed, however, with the latest revelations that the meeting did take place. It would seem that Nancy Pelosi succeeded, or at least she participated in a successful military coup against the president. Now, let's slow down for a second. Typically, when people hear about military coup, they imagine a group of you know, military personnel storm into the government and take it over. Well, this was 14 days uh, or so, 12 to 14, to the inauguration of Joe Biden. I'm not going to act like it was the apocalypse or a grand civil war, but nonetheless, this behavior cannot be tolerated. I believe that not only should people be brought up on charges, I believe we need to have an impeachment effort of Nancy Pelosi. We need, look, let me read it for you. Pelosi pressed Pentagon on safeguards to prevent Trump from ordering military action. Trump, as the president, even in the last few days of office, has the right to conduct legal military actions. But short of the cabinet invoking the 25th Amendment or impeaching and convicting the president, it would be unconstitutional to defy legal orders from the commander in chief. Experts note. Interesting. Here's what they say. In a phone call to the chairman, General Mark A. Milley, Pelosi appeared to be seeking to have the Pentagon leadership essentially remove Trump from his authorities as the commander in chief. That could be accomplished by ignoring the president's orders or slowing them by questioning whether they were issued legally. The New York Times, mind you, is reporting this. But General Milley appears to have made no commitments. We now know that's not true. Short of the cabinet invoking the 25th Amendment or removing Mr. Trump through impeachment in the House and conviction in the Senate, it is unconstitutional to defy legal orders from the commander in chief. Ms. Pelosi's request, which she announced to the Democratic caucus as an effort to prevent an unhinged president from using nuclear codes, was wrapped in the politics of seeking a second impeachment of Trump. Colonel David Butler, a spokesman for Milley, confirmed the phone call with the speaker had taken place, but described it as informational. He answered her questions regarding the process of nuclear command authority. 
But some Defense Department officials clearly resented being asked to act outside of the legal authority of the 25th Amendment and saw it as more evidence of a broken political system. They said that some political leaders were trying to get the Pentagon to do the work of Congress and cabinet secretaries who have legal options to remove a president. Mr. Trump, they noted, is still the commander in chief. Unless he is removed, the military is bound to follow his lawful orders. While military officials can refuse to carry out orders they view as illegal or slow the process by sending those orders for careful legal review, they cannot remove the president from the chain of command. That would amount to a military coup, the official said. But two former administration officials with close ties to the national security establishment said that they had seen signs that Mr. Trump's aides were in the words of one, routing around the president by not raising issues that would prompt him to move toward military actions. The one issue that has worried officials the most is Iran's announcement that has begun enriching uranium to 20% purity, near the quality to make a bomb. In December, Mr. Trump asked for military options that might be taken in response to Iran's escalating production of nuclear fuel. But he was talked out of it by a number of top officials, including General Milley and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. So let me stress, my friends. They say it was informational at the time. They say it, Mark uh, uh, General Milley just said, you know, no, you know, we're not making any commitments. Now we know. Milley has confirmed these confirmation these these calls. Now to be to be very 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 clear, they've confirmed the calls with China. As for the meeting, we haven't had that completely confirmed. But I will stress in this book. Assuming that they got this right. Okay. Look, I don't trust Woodward, his anonymous sources. I'm not a big fan. But if this is confirmed, it gives us more reason to believe that the rest is also true, but perhaps not. That's why I won't go as far as to say that, you know, we've we've confirmed to this level of detail um, simply off of anonymous sources. We do know that the, chair, uh, that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff sought to subvert the chain of command by contacting one of our greatest adversaries, if not our greatest adversary, and provide them with advanced warning. As for this meeting, the original article from the New York Times said there were no commitments and it would have been tantamount to a military coup should they have sought to, do, to, to break the chain of command. And that's what Pelosi tried doing. And now we have reporting suggesting that's exactly what Mark Milley did, telling people in the chain of command, if the president gives you orders, bring it to me. Okay, now let's be reasonable. As they also state in the New York Times, he could push these these orders for legal review and jam them up. Okay, but I think when there's a secret meeting where a general tells everyone to look him in the eyes and pledge an oath to him, we had a military coup. It's hard to know for sure because I'm, I'll, I'll tell you this: Snopes, the fact checkers will say Tim Pool is wrong and it's fake news. There was no military coup, and it's all based off of personal analysis. It's up to you to decide. So I'll say this. In my opinion, this was a military coup. I won't say it was definitive. That's for you to agree or disagree with. Let's see what the fact checkers say. Well, the Republicans are stepping up. Republicans call General Mark Milley a traitor, say he should be fired or court-martialed for a report that he secretly in- intervened to avoid war with China. Following new reports that Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley called his Chinese counterpart twice to assure him the U.S. would not start a war with their country. Some congressional Republicans are joining former President Trump in accusing Milley of treason, while others are calling for his firing, resignation, or even for him to be court-martialed. We know the story they go on to say. But Republicans said these reports show Milley had overstepped his authority as the top military advisor and possibly even offered a tip-off to a top U.S. adversary. Quote, 
the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, working to subvert the military chain of command and collude with China is exactly what we do not accept from military leaders in our country, wrote Rand Paul. He should be court-martialed if true. Well, Senator, uh, Dr. Senator Rand Paul, they've admitted it. So by all means, please put forward whatever you can, subpoenas, questioning, whatever you can use in your, in your abilities as Senator. Marjorie Taylor Greene, a court-martial is a trial, uh, I'm sorry, they're going to say, a court-martial is a trial conducted in a military court panel of paneled uh, by the accused peers for violations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice in contrast with the civil court, which all Americans are otherwise subject, subject to. The accused can be convicted by only two-thirds of a panel, panel members, which in a civil trial would prompt a hung jury. Paul was echoed by Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're going to say Senator Marco Rubio of Florida simply called for the top general to be fired, writing in a letter to the White House arguing that Milley had set a dangerous precedent through his actions and had contemplated a treasonous leak of classified information to the Chinese Communist Party. While other GOP senators, such as Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming and Roger Marshall of Kansas, have also called for Milley's firing, most GOP senators appear not to have commented on the matter yet because the Republican Party is garbage. On the House side, Rep. Matt Gates of Florida called for Milley's ouster, suggesting on Newsmax that Milley had broken some very good laws. Meanwhile, several other congressional Republicans called for Milley to either be fired or resign, including Reps Chris Stewart of Utah, Dan Bishop of North Carolina, and Doug Lamborn of Colorado. So my respect to these members. Other Republicans went even further, accusing Milley of treason. Rep Jody Heiss of Georgia falsely claimed Milley conspired with a foreign power in a coup d'etat. A bit over the top on that one. While Rep Andy Biggs of Arizona said that the general should go down in history as a traitor to the American people. And Rep Byron Donalds of Florida released a statement saying Milley's actions were next to treasonous. Apparently misspelling treasonous. Mm, no, a treasonous. I think that's I, I assume he was trying to say that maybe make a new word or use a different uh, um, version, whatever. Congressional Republicans aren't the only ones calling for Milley's removal. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, a key witness in Trump's first impeachment and a longtime critic of Trump, said that Milley usurped civilian authority, broke chain of command, and violated the sacrosanct principle of civilian control of the military. Whoa! When you lose Vindman, this is the guy who triggered Trump's impeachment. And he's saying, you broke the chain of command? What was that the New York Times said? That if they remove Trump from the chain of command, it's a military coup? So let's slow down a minute. If Nancy Pelosi contacted Mark Milley and said, do not let Trump do this, and it turns out, according to reporting from the Washington Post and Bob Woodward, it happened, and even Lieutenant Colonel Vindman says they broke chain of command, Sure does sound like they staged a military coup against a sitting president. Now, you may come to me and say it was two weeks out of Trump leaving office. Are we really going to care about it? We better. You cannot tolerate this. We cannot sit back and say this kind of behavior is acceptable under no circumstances. There's a lot of things. I think Trump should be questioned on how accountable for war uh, policies early on. Missile strikes, commando raids. I, I voted for Trump because he was actively getting us out of these entanglements in the Middle East. And I said, good, America shouldn't be doing this stuff. But, you know, I see this now. And I'll tell you, I'm somewhere else. I'm no longer in the position where I'm like, I demand accountability. I'm just like the country, the United States, as we know, it ended some time ago. 
there were there was a there was a, a dream of three branches of government with checks and balances. And we hope that it would last a long time. A republic, if you can keep it. And it appears that we can't. Because now what do we have? We have an executive branch that completely bypasses the legislative when challenged by the judicial, ignores their orders and what's left. With the eviction moratorium, Joe Biden said, I don't care about the legislative branch. The Supreme Court stepped in and said it's illegal. And they said, you know what? We don't care. We're going to do it again anyway. The executive branch has basically gone rogue. And now we have, because of hysteria, because of the media and insane people like Mark Milley, I don't, I don't see a functioning government. Sorry, it's broken politics. That's what some DOD uh, uh, officials were saying, right? It's broken. Mark Milley is the white rage guy, right? He's the guy who came out and, you know, was like, oh, I want to understand white rage and all that stuff. Clearly, this is a general who has been gargling mainstream media lies. And because of this lies, the algorithmic psychosis has reached the highest level of government. That's what I warned about some time ago. When I was talking to people about civil war, and I said, we've got people fighting each other in the streets. I had a lot of conservatives tell me, they said, it's, it's never going to happen. The security state is too strong. The federal government will not tolerate this stuff. And I said, what happens when the culture war reaches the highest levels of government? What happens when our generals, when our elected officials are all entrenched in the culture war? It's not going to stop. People are voting based off this stuff. Voting for Trump, for instance. And I had people tell me I was wrong. Now, where are we? Mark Milley subverted the United States military, giving advanced warning to China. Now, let me be clear on this. They say he called China and said, there's no plan to attack you. That's advanced warning of U.S. plans. China was worried we were going to attack. Why? Because they were doing bad things. And you know what? Them being worried could be a good thing. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to be a good thing. I don't want the war, a war to break out. But it made China, made sure that they were like, we got to be careful on this. The U.S. could attack. Mark Milley calling them and saying, don't worry, we won't. And if we do, we'll let you know. What that said to China was, we can take as much action as we want, and we'll get advance warning of any attack that may come against us. In which case, you are given severe, uh, serious leeway. Because of the insanity of the culture war, because Mark Milley is wrapped up in, in algorithmic psychosis, the culture war reached the highest levels, and our government is now broken. In this story from Fox News, Mark Milley's alleged call violated the law, retired, retired colonel says. He has no statutory authority. Now that we know it's confirmed, it wasn't an alleged call, was it? If the allegations made by Bob Woodward and Acosta, I'm sorry, Robert Costa are, are true about Milley, they would be forewarned, uh, assuring China they would, be, they would be forewarned should then Trump decide to attack. The top White House military advisor has violated the law and should be called before Congress to testify, according to retired Army Colonel Douglas McGregor. McGregor, who retired from the military in 2004 and became a senior Pentagon advisor to Trump era acting secretary Christopher Miller, told Tucker Carlson tonight he was not surprised as much of the uh, as much of the public by the as surprised as much of the public by the allegation Milley essentially undermined his boss. McGregor told Carlson, he is not surprised by the allegation, but noted that Milley has yet to offer his side of the story. The colonel added that Woodward, who has written other ex exposés in the Trump area, has a tendency to be somewhat flexible in interpretations. Carlson asked McGregor whether it is egregious as it sounds that Milley may have called Chinese General Li Zhuo Cheng without informing his boss. 
McGregor replied that indeed, Milley as Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman has no statutory authority and therefore cannot make policy or make military decisions, but instead only advise the president who is the actual commander in chief in the unique American system where the military is civilian led and not headed by an active duty general. The chairman is not in a position to order anyone in the armed forces to say or do anything. He can't do it. He is preeminently the senior military advisor to the president. That's what he is. So in theory, before he would make such a phone call, he would discuss the subject on the phone call with the president, the commander in chief. He certainly would not do something without coordinating with the national security advisor and the secretary of state because this is beyond defense. This is a foreign policy statement that he is making. These are important things to understand. Milley violated the law. If this turns out to be true, we really need to hear from him. Congress needs to bring him over. He needs to be placed under oath and answer questions in front of the Senate about this, this entire affair. And he confirmed it. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process and life changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. It's amazing. I don't think we'll see any kind, any kind of accountability. Betsy Klein, CNN reporter, tweeted, White House responds to allegations, read General Milley, quote, the president knows General Milley. They've worked side by side through a range of international events, and the president has complete confidence in, in his leadership, his patriotism and his fidelity to our Constitution. I don't. And now that we're hearing not only were the actions illegal, not only did Milley convene a, a, a group of senior officers and have them swear a pledge to him, they've confirmed the phone calls to China. They've confirmed breaking the chain of command. They've confirmed what Lieutenant uh, Colonel, I believe it's Alexander Vindman, that is, uh, I believe, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman said, is usurping civilian authority. And because Joe Biden is in on it, he says, I like him. It's fine. We have criminals in our executive branch. My system's broken. When Joe Biden completely bypasses the two other branches and half the country cheers for it, how can you say we live in a liberal democracy? I don't mean left liberalism. I mean the sense of classical liberalism. It's called the liberal democracy. It means it's a reference to the fact that we have some form of elected representation and the individual is paramount. How could you say that we live in a republic? We don't. We live in a criminal autocracy. It's been this way for some time with powerful corporate interests in control of the system. Now we know just how serious it is. There it is. We know it. We're watching it happen. 
Newsom won in California. Gavin Newsom was not recalled. Democratic voters don't care about this. They don't know about this. They literally don't care that they live under the boot. But what about those of us who do? Those of us who never uh, signed up for these kinds of actions and those of us who demand the law be upheld. Sure, there's probably a lot of people that don't care. And that was the case with the revolution, for instance. A lot of people didn't care and didn't want to be involved. We had the revolution. We won our independence. Now, we as American citizens, those who believe in freedom and accountability, are watching as a rogue state operates within our institutions. And you've got military more than happy to uphold it. You've got police more than happy to uphold it. They don't know. They don't care. They will do as they're told. So welcome to our brave new world. A lot of people have been calling this out and speaking out against it, but this may be one of the biggest stories of our generation. Uh, uh, If this story came out 50 years ago, Millie would be court-martialed, probably tried on treason. It would be much more serious because, I, I mean, maybe even 20 or 30 years ago. But now we're in this era where you have overt tribalism, where the left genuinely does not care about this. I don't see them tweeting about it. The leftists, they don't, they literally don't care that our general did this. They complain about imperialism and all that stuff, but they're more than happy to see the U.S. burn to the ground. So they're happy. They'll celebrate it. They want state capitalism. You know, state capitalism being basically what China is. It's a form of crony capitalism and communism, authoritarianism, etc. So how do we, how do, what do we do? I think we got to be peaceful, persuasive, and resourceful. I think You've got to get populists in office. I think come 2022, you need to start knocking on doors. Okay? In campaign season, every single one of you go door to door, be polite, be peaceful, be persuasive, and be resourceful, and ask questions. Go to areas that are purple, swing areas, even slightly blue, and have friendly conversations. Don't insult people. Don't, you know, someone says, if they insult you, don't insult them back. Apologize. If you knock on someone's door and say, I don't want, um, you know, campaigning on behalf of this candidate, want to know if you'd be interested in just hearing me out for, for, you know, 30 seconds. Did you get your mail-in ballot? Hey, fill it out. Vote for this guy. Here's why. The Democrats do it, and they do it all day, every day. And it works. As for conservatives, they don't. This is what we need to do. We need to build culture. We need to inspire civic responsibility. We need to tell people we cannot tolerate this. If we do not turn things around in the next several years, this could be the end of the U.S. as we know it. Our system of government is in flames. So something has to change. We need populists. You know, I'd say left populists and right populists, but the left populists are on board the Democratic Party and their subversion. They're celebrating right now Joe Biden bypassing the two other branches. So perhaps our answer is America first, right populists. Not far right, not staunch conservatives. By all means, vote for them. They're fine. I'm just saying moderate, reasonable, anti-establishment individuals. In fact, there's probably a ton of centrists who will be reasonable and have good conversations. And maybe uh, I would say, you know, you, you need to flip some Democrat districts that are close, but I wouldn't vote for a Democrat. I absolutely would not, because we saw what happened in 2018, all the promises, and all they did was scream Trump as soon as they got elected. So good riddance to people like Max Rose, who said, I'll fight for issues, and then said, eh, Nancy Pelosi, impeach, sure, fine, whatever. Can't have it. We're in serious trouble, my friends. 
This is an uh, 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 this is the moment people are hanging the American flag upside down. Country in distress. If you do not speak up now, do you not realize how serious this is? To all the Gen Zers and millennials, I hope you look forward to being Russian serfs. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And you know what? If you're unwilling to engage in your responsibilities, your civic responsibilities, well, then you deserve it. If the people of California want Newsom, they deserve it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The recall effort in California has failed. Governor Gavin Newsom will remain as the governor of California. And there's a lot of speculation as to what went wrong for the recall effort. Now, CNN is of the opinion that Gavin Newsom was going to be recalled until people saw that Larry Elder was the front runner. And then all of a sudden his polls shifted. And actually, I think that's not completely wrong. I don't blame Larry Elder for it. I blame the media and their lies. When the question was just, do you want to get rid of Newsom? Most people were like, yes, we want to get rid of Gavin Newsom. And then the media started saying, look who's leading in the polls and who would win. It's Larry Elder. And then, of course, you see all of these blue areas start panicking because Larry Elder's being smeared. And Joe Biden came out and said, if you if you if, new, new, uh, Newsom recalled, you get Donald Trump. That's what he said. Something like that. You know, I'm not going to clean up his stuttering and stammering, his inability to speak. Now, CNN says that there are five great takeaways from what happened. And interestingly, I think they're 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 just plumb wrong. 2022 Newsom versus Elder. I really doubt it. The lessons are limited. No talk of fraud from Elder. That was the one that that really was interesting to me because there is something interesting about this race. And I think the fraud talk hurt the recall effort. Now, Mike Cernovich had been tweeting the other day that Donald Trump saying it's rigged was voter suppression. I completely agree. I don't know how powerful that message was, but we saw it over on the Tim Castaro podcast in the live chat. I see it. We talked about weird anomalies or people complaining about glitches and software errors. And people were commenting, saying, what's the point? Why bother? Now, our message is very much don't be demoralized by this. Why talk about it? Two reasons. One, it's newsworthy. I'm not going to hide the news simply because I'm worried it might demoralize somebody. But also, if the conversation is happening, let's be in the conversation and then provide a rallying cry. Get out there and vote. Now, I think there's a couple big reasons why the recall effort failed. First, well, I should say three. We'll do three. I think saying it was there was fraud and it was rigged, all that that suppressed the vote. I think Larry Elder's own campaign inadvertently did this, and I'll show you the evidence I've, I, from their own website claiming that they had already lost before the race was over. So people are going to be like, if they're saying they already lost, why bother coming out? Now that part of the website, Stop CA Fraud, has been deleted already, but there's archives; they exist. And of course, he was called out by the, uh, called out for this. I don't know to you know who did it. I'm not saying Larry Elder made it, but someone associated with his campaign, it appears. The next big issue is that Republicans did not turn out. Why? I don't know. But it seems like the amount of Republicans that that came out, it's less than the amount of Republicans who voted for Donald Trump. I think that actually makes sense. You probably had a strong Republican presence. No joke. Not strong enough. There may be a simple solution for this, a simple reason for this. 
And it may not be that Republicans didn't turn out. It may be that they left already. Yeah. Maybe they're gone. After, uh, you know, 2018, 2020, many Republicans in California probably said, we out. And they went to places like Texas. We saw Elon Musk and Joe, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, Joe's not a Republican, but you can see the sentiment against the Democrats. A lot of these anti-woke and anti-establishment individuals are bailing. They're jumping ship. In which case, voter turnout would be down. Down by the millions? I'm not convinced. Yeah, so it's possible that there was around 4 million to, you know, or so votes to recall. But there's a total of 6 million when it came to uh, Donald Trump's election. So people did not turn out. You're not going to convince me that 2 million Republicans fled California already. I just don't see it. I think Republicans stayed home. Let's go through some of this news, though. CNN says California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom delivered a decisive answer to the question of whether voters would penalize those who enacted strict policies aimed at slowing the COVID pandemic. They say the strict pandemic policy gets a big win. Yes, people in California like being beaten over the head figuratively with the big club. I remember that video of that woman in the valley in L.A. I think she was in the San Fernando Valley and she wanted to open her restaurant. She couldn't because of the statewide mandate. So she created an outdoor seating area, which was particularly expensive and then was told she couldn't seat people outdoors either. And right next to her tented outdoor seating area was craft services for the movie industry, which were allowed to set up tents and tables to serve food. People want to live that way. They, they like it. And, you know, I got to be honest. Who am I to tell them not to live that way? It's quite simple. If you live there and you don't like it, leave. Here's what many people are saying. Let me pull up uh, Mr. Ben Shapiro. He says, the failure of the CA recall is a reminder to Republicans still in the state. The decline is now inexorable. Get out while the getting is good and move to a purple or red state. Your life will radically improve. And I will actually add to this. If you're a conservative, Republican, disaffected, liberal, moderate, whatever, go to a purple state. Texas is OK. Texas is turning purple. Go to Texas. Help stave off the decline from these you know, leftists. Go to a swing state. Add and go to a district that's in question. Go to purple districts. Go to suburbs of big cities. Use. Let me put it this way. Imagine we're in a great battle, a great war. Now, we're probably in a fourth or fifth generational civil war. OK, imagine that's the case. I think it is. Let's put it this way. You don't need the bigger army to win. You need strategic locations and resources to win. The U.S. government, our political system is set up in a way that there is room for minority rule, and it's a good thing. Take advantage of it. You've got, imagine, imagine there's a great war and, you know, uh, Alexander the Great is coming in and he says, they have 60 percent, uh, uh, you know, 60 percent of the troops on the battlefield belong to the enemy and 30 percent belong to us. Let's charge in full speed. It's like, doesn't sound like a good idea. Now, their strategy, theoretically, you could win. But what if he said this? What if the great conqueror or the great warrior general, whatever, said, we've got a battlefield where 60% of the forces on the field are enemy combatants, and we have only 30%. Our troops are not served well in this location. Over in this area, it's 50-50. Let's retreat from this battlefield where we know we can't hold ground, send those troops to bolster 
the forces in the split area and then give the advantage to our forces. It's that simple. If you live in California, move to us and you're a conservative, you move to a swing state. And I'll tell you this. If you're a liberal and you voted to, to no on the recall and you voted for Biden and stuff, stay by all means. It's what you voted for. You got what you wanted. I don't see why you should be complaining. I mentioned this time from time to time, that comic about Joe Rogan leaving California. And he's carrying, uh, it was, I think it was a Ben Garrison comic. He's carrying a lug, uh, briefcase that says liberal policies. And there's a Texan looking cowboy guy. And he's like, hey, leave that where you got it. Now, Joe Rogan may not bring leftism to California. Personally, he may bring a moderate view. Who knows who he votes for? But I'll tell you this, his staff are going to vote left. Most people commented how, you know, Jamie, for instance, on his show is more left. When I went on the show the first time and we were talking about the OK hand gesture and these cops, I was like, they're playing the circle game. And he was like, no, that's a white supremacy hand gesture. And then Joe asked him, like, what's the circle game? And then Jamie was like, oh, well, the circle game is when you hold the OK sign under your waist. And if someone sees you, you get to punch him. So you knew what it was. You knew the cops were doing it. That's the point. Joe Rogan has staff members. Joe Rogan is setting up infrastructure and it's going to start attracting Hollywood leftists looking for jobs and they're all flooding into Austin. So yes, Texas is a great battleground right now and could use support from some people who are going to push back on the Democratic establishment and say no to their crackpot policies. There's also other purple states too. Any one of these swing states, Florida, help hold Florida's ground is Ohio, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, man, I'll tell you this, that is a great state fantastic. You got the Pennsylvania Wilds. You got Pittsburgh. Fantastic. Philadelphia, good place. Philadelphia needs to turn red. It's Union Democrat City, 80 something percent. And I saw these guys come out and protest the Christopher Columbus statue being torn down. Well, y'all need to step up and say no to the establishment, Republicans and Democrats. I'll tell you this. Don't vote for the neocons and the establishment Republicans. The only reason I would entertain voting for Republican is if it's going to be a populist. That's it. Left populists are liars. I'd personally prefer a moderate left-leaning populist who is honest and really libertarian. I don't think they exist. You see AOC, and she's just the victor in the Hunger Games flaunting around the capital city, all proud of herself from, for clawing her way out of the crab bucket. Anyway, let me show you something of what we got in California. Should Governor, Governor Gavin Newsom be recalled with 68% reporting, we can see 5.8 million no he should not be recalled. And 3.29, yes, he should be recalled. Now, there is some good news here. But first, let me show you data from the 2020 election. Joe Biden with 11.1 million votes and Donald Trump with 6 million votes. 6 million votes for Donald Trump. And so far, they only got 3.2 million yes votes. If we're going to extrapolate and say with 68% reporting, we're looking at around 32% floating, add one third to the total. And we're looking at like what, 4.3 million yes votes, still way below the 6 million people who voted for Donald Trump. Now we could break this down. Many people voted for Trump, probably don't pay attention. Let's be real, uninitiated, but conservative. So they go out to vote in the election, they rubber stamp Donald Trump, they walk away. When it comes to the recall, they weren't anywhere to be found. Yo, Democrat ground game is good. Republicans are terrible. And let's be real. Even Republican voters don't like the Republican Party. I mean, I, I've shown you the polls over and over again. But yes, in aggregate, the Republican approval rating is in the gutter. 
Why? Well, how about this, for instance? Mark Milley has been exposed committing colloquial treason. I say colloquial because I'm not going to get into the legal like requirements of constitutional treason. I'm saying the dude's a traitor. Mark Milley called China and warned them of U.S. military plans. Specifically, we are not intending on attacking you. What did that do? China said, OK, we good. Do what we want to do. Sink Vietnamese boats, go through the, the, the Strait of Ta- uh, the, the South China Sea and, 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 and press on Taiwanese uh, air, airspace and water uh, territories, go along Alaska. They're not going to attack us. And Mark Milley said, don't worry, if we do, I'll call you. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that's treason. Where are the Republicans? They're worthless. Absolutely worthless. Fortunately for us, we have Rand Paul. And for me, it's not about pro-life or tax or any of that stupid stuff. It's about whether we're going to have accountability. And while I can disagree with the rant with Rand Paul on a lot of issues, he's for freedom and he calls it out where he calls it out. Rand Paul is probably, in my opinion, the best politician we got. Ron before him, Rand today. There's a handful of others that are pretty good. Thomas Massey is pretty awesome. And so that's what you get with, with, with the Republican Party. Mostly garbage. So what happens? Well, Republican voters don't come out. So we're, we're down maybe if we're, if we're just, you know, trying to make assumptions about the remaining one third voter of, of voters who haven't been counted yet. We can say that we can increase the, the Republican numbers by about a third. Still, 1.7 million down. Is it possible 1.7 million conservative-leaning individuals left California? Yeah, but I don't think it's that high. I've looked at it before. I think it's like in the hundreds of thousands, and all of them, all the people who had left are not conservative. In fact, I think certain areas of California were actually growing anyway. It stands to reason. One of the reasons that the, the recall effort fails is because people didn't show up. Now, to be fair, as people pointed this out on Twitter, if we increase the 5.8 by a third, okay, so they would still have more votes in the long run. So even if every single Republican showed up, it probably still would not have succeeded. A lot of people are saying fraud. I'm going to stop that right now and tell you, no, that people want to believe fraud. I'll tell you this. You know what? You know what my conspiracy theory is? Not really. I'm being hyperbolic in this. I'm being facetious. It's a better way to put it. The real conspiracy is convincing conservatives the elections are rigged so they don't vote. There you go. What happens when people hear from Donald Trump it's rigged? They go, what's the point? And then they don't show up. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think that's demoralizing, and I think it's a problem. And now let's, let's, let's throw it to uh, Mr. Larry Elder's uh, uh, website. Look, I'm a big fan. I think Larry Elder's fantastic. Um, for me, I'm more about... Honesty, integrity, freedom. Those are like my, my principal issues. I am liberty across the board when it comes to my six moral foundations. Now, I do hold a, a decent balance of all of the moral foundations, something not typically found in liberals. Um, but liber- liberty is, is huge for me. And I think this is, is, is a unique combination. Typically, libertarians have one moral foundation, no joke, and it's liberty. Conservatives have an equal amount of all of them, and leftists, liberals, have just care and fairness. Check out Jonathan Haidt's research on moral foundations. It's fantastic stuff. For me, across the board, even amounts. Why? Well, I try to listen to people. I try to be rational and reasonable. Let me show you what's going on. 
from Larry Elder's website, Stop CA Fraud. It says paid for by Larry Elder Ballot Measure Committee, Recall Newsom Committee, major funding from Elder for Governor. Now, I don't know exactly if this is Larry Elder's website, but it's associated with his campaign. It looks very much like his campaign website. The media has reported it. So I want to make sure I'm just, you know, being clear. Here's what it says. StopCAfraud.com slash home. And what do we get? It just says no results found. The page you requested could not be found. Try refining your search or use the navigation above to locate the post. Well, that's strange. This is StopCAfraud.com slash home, and there's nothing here. Well, my friends, the internet is forever. Take a look at this from the Wayback Machine. We jump down. We go to September 14th at 1708. And what do we get? We get this. Fight California election fraud. Now, I will say this. I checked this website days ago, long before this September 14th archive. And yes, this existed. And many people pointed out that uh, many news, news outlets pointed out Larry Elder, before the election was even over, was petitioning people to claim there was fraud, citing something specific. Take a look at this. This is from stopcafraud.com and the URL is slash home, fight, fight election fraud. Did you experience fraud? It says they say that in America, there are four boxes of liberty, the soapbox, the ballot box, the jury box, and the ammo box. When we vote, we exercise our rights as Californians to make our voices heard via the ballot box, having listened to others on the soapbox. And then if that fails, we go to the jury box and hopefully we never use the ammo box. I think it's the cartridge box, but you know, regardless. They say, as is the case, we implore your fellow citizens to join us in this fight as you are, as you are able, primarily by signing our petition, demanding a special session of the California legislature to investigate and ameliorate the twisted results of this 2021 recall election of Governor Gavin Newsom. They say voters who cast improperly formed ballots have an advantage over voters who cast their ballots in person, a violation of both Equal Protection Clause and the 14th Amendment. Okay, two instances of undocumented ballots have been discovered prior to the election date of September 14th. Three, if the recall election advances to an audit, we must not permit county officials who may or may not have contributed to these discrepancies to conduct the recount Four, here's the important part. Statistical analysis used to detect fraud in elections held in third world nations, such as Russia, Venezuela, and Iran, have detected fraud in California, resulting in Governor Gavin Newsom being reinstated as governor. The primary analytical tool used was Benford's law and can be readily reproduced. For these reasons, among many others, I as one of constituents, voters, and here's the petition, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Why did StopCAFraud.com put up a petition claiming they already used Benford's law when the results had not been published? That's a very specific thing to claim. For them to come out and say there was fraud, we saw it, there was a lot of reasons to believe there was fraud, and that you need to fill out this petition, that to me is a huge, huge red flag. Look, if they had a petition ready saying that in the event there is fraud, we demand an investigation, that's one thing. But they already had this ready. They already had Benford, citing Benford's law ready. How did you analyze the data before the data was published? This claim was actually up, I believe, on Monday. Many news outlets came out and called it out. Then the other day, it was actually removed from Larry Elder's website. There was something. Uh, so if you go to the website now, this is what you get. It says report election fraud in CA. If you've experienced something, then fill out this form claiming you experienced fraud. Up here at the top, it just says affidavit. In the archive, you can see there's petition. Why would they do that? Your guess is as good as mine, but I'm not going to play any games. 
If you're going to come out and claim there was fraud and you already lost before the election was already over, then expect people not to show up. It's plain and simple, isn't it? Why would, why would someone show up if you publish on your site you lost already? In fact, how many people didn't realize the election wasn't even over? Mike Cernovich, as I mentioned, said, claiming it's rigged is voter suppression. OK, well, what about this website, Stop CA Fraud? It claims to be funded by Larry Elder's campaign for the most part, and it looks very similar in format to Larry Elder's actual website. Let me point something out. Let me break it down for y'all. Over on Twitter, they say there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the California recall election, according to fact checkers. Claims of voter fraud in California's recall election, which takes place on September 14th, are unsubstantiated and baseless, according to the AP and PolitiFact. The California Secretary of State's office says there's no history of security concerns or investigations tied to the state's voting systems, remote accessible vote by mail. They say California's remote accessible vote by mail helps voters with disabilities cast their ballots, allows voters to download and fill out a ballot after receiving approval from their county elections office. The ballot must then be returned in person or by mail and has the, has the same safeguards as traditional voting methods, which is almost none. Let me point something out for you guys. A lot of people want to believe it's fraud, defeatism. It's not fraud. It's ground game. Y'all got none. I'm not. Look, sure, there's anomalies. There was a guy who was arrested, charged with forgery for having 300 recall ballots in his car. There is evidence of malintent and some and this guy was charged for it. Let's investigate it. I'm on board with that. Now, Aaron lies the bigger problem. If you believe that it's rigged, people don't show up and then you lose. Here's the reality. The large portion of victory Democrats earn in places like this is ground game. When they create download your ballot, I'll tell you what happens. Democrat activists go door to door, knock on the door. Howdy, ma'am. Did you vote no to recall Gavin Newsom? You didn't. Did you get your mail-in ballot? You did. Great. Fill it out. Say no on the recall. You don't want Donald Trump and MAGA here, do you? And the people say, okay, and they fill it out. Now, maybe there's ballot harvesting, but it's irrelevant. When voting is required in person, this ground game don't work. They show up and knock on the door and they say, did you vote yet? No. Are you going to vote? I'm not going anywhere. I'm watching. I, I got pizza and I'm watching the game. Now with mail-in voting, it's simple. They say, look, I got pizza. I'm watching the game. It's, it's right there. Just fill it out. OK, fine. Whatever. Put it in your mailbox. The mailman will pick it up next time they come. And you have a month to do it. Now let's talk about downloadable ballots. Now they show up and they knock on the door. Did you vote no in the recall, good sir? No, I didn't. I don't care. Well, did you get your mail-in ballot? I didn't get anything. How about this? Download the form right now. You can apply. If you get approved, just let them know you're, you're unable to travel for whatever reason. Then you can just download it and put it in your mailbox and you're good. And they'll go, okay, fine, whatever. Not everybody gets approved for this. Mail-in, universal mail-in voting is more powerful, but that's, that's the ground game. That's what ground game is. Republicans don't have it. That's why Republicans are not protesting. And the left is. Until until look, uh, Act Blue, the Democrat fundraising platform existed well before Win Red did. Republicans are late to the party. Sorry, that's reality. You know, Obama used social media to, to win and it worked. And then Donald Trump did in 2016 and they got mad about it. So they started censoring people. They control the infrastructure. Republicans need to wake up. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Ever since I had Steve Bannon on the Timcast IRL podcast the first time, we've had a recurring segment called Steve Bannon Was Right. And uh, because he was. And uh, I like saying it. It's funny, isn't it? There are a lot of people who watched the show and they were like, I thought Bannon was crazy. And then they realize after hearing him speak, he's actually not far right. He's a bit of a populist. He's, he's an overt populist. Not far right at all. In fact, he's, he, he wants to tax the rich. Yeah, he's the populist. But what was he right about? I do say this a lot because not everybody watches every single video I do. And I also think it's fun to say, but he said parents would revolt once they saw what teachers were doing to their children. Had him back on the show and he said, I didn't realize how right I was going to be. And now we get this viral video, my friends. It is shocking. And it, uh, uh, it's invigorating. Check this out. Jenny Beth Martin tweets, breaking. Hudson mayor demands all school board members resign or face criminal charges over high school course material that he said a judge called child abusive materials. We'll say that I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign or you will be charged. <laughs> oh, man, wow. This makes me feel uh, hopeful. Feels like that that withered husk of lost hope within me is rekindling. It's coming back to life. You have a mayor. Check this out. He sits down and he tells all of them he's spoken with a judge about the materials that were distributed to children, to older teenagers, high school seniors, mind you, but still many minors. And he said, this is illegal material pertaining to children. And if you don't resign, you will be charged. Okay, I like that pushback. I think he's wrong, unfortunately. What I mean is, well, well, actually, fortunately, he's wrong. We don't want schools disseminating this kind of stuff to children. But something else is happening here that needs to be called out. To see a high ranking like executive uh, exec- a politician come out and be like, we're taking action against you for the things you have done. Finally, good on this guy. Now, the materials in question, what was it? Uh, not child abusive materials, but abusive to children nonetheless. It was supposedly college level materials, essay questions, which I still think are rather inappropriate, where they tell minors in a high school to ex- ex- uh, to write down and describe their <clears throat> adult experiences and even to imbibe alcohol and then write about it. OK, well, I'll tell you this. I am actually not a fan of the drinking age being 21. I think the drinking age should be lowered. In fact, I'm not convinced there should be a drinking age. I'm not entirely sure, though. I know that a lot of people in Europe, there's no real drinking age or it's like really low. I don't like the idea that you can sign a contract pledging your life to this nation to defend it, but you can't have a beer. OK, come on. You move out of your house. You're 18. You can sign contracts. Have a beer. There's been a lot of negative consequences. There was a story I remember reading about. I think it was in Illinois where some college kids got drunk. They were scared that, uh, you know, one, one kid got really sick and they were scared that if they went to the hospital, they get in trouble. So they just put him on his side, and went to sleep, died of alcohol poisoning. If people weren't scared, they'd go get help. Anyway, I digress. Asking minors to imbibe alcohol and write about it, they're abusing kids, man. Bannon was right. This is beyond just parents getting mad. There was one story I covered where apparently parents were attacking school board employees. Check out the story from Beacon Journal. 
The Hudson mayor is asking all five school board members to resign or face possible criminal charges over high school course material that he said a judge called child mm, abusive materials. We'll call it that. He didn't say possible. He said, you will be charged. Yeah, they're trying to soften it in the press. Mayor Craig Schubert made the statement during Monday night's Board of Education meeting after multiple parents complained about the content of some writing prompts in a book called 642 Things to Write About, provided to high school students who are taking a college credit course called Writing in the Liberal Arts 2. Parents said there was a prompt that asked students to write an adult scene you wouldn't show your mom. Wow. Another which said, Rewrite the adult scene from above into one that you'd let your mom read. Jeez, these are these are high school students, man. Another prompt asks students to drink a beer and describe how it tastes. <clears throat> Bad, mind you. Parents said they felt these writing writing prompts and others were not appropriate for high school students. Just so you know, I don't drink. I uh, uh, actually at the Timcast uh, uh, Studios, we have some of the best and finest scotch whiskey and liquors you could ever hope to dream. Okay, well, not that great. We got top shelf stuff for our guests. I don't drink. I don't like beer. I don't like alcohol. I don't like smoking. I have no tattoos, no piercings. Man, Tim Pool is boring, isn't he? Apparently so. Or maybe I'll tell you this. Why is it that I don't do any of these things? I don't know. Obstinate. I I, I don't uh, take peer pressure. I have no reason to draw on myself or pierce or anything like that. I am what I am. I am who I am. And I don't care to present outward appearance. I wear the same clothes every day. I clearly don't care about my appearance. Okay, that's not necessarily true. I care to a certain degree. But anyway, I digress. One speaker said he was appalled by the content and requested that cameras be put into classrooms so parents could monitor what is being taught to their children. Another speaker said the material was disgusting and that it amounted to grooming. Now that, that I would agree with. The argument here is they're saying things like, well, we, we, it was an accident. It was an oversight. It, it, how many times is it going to happen before someone's like, maybe they're doing it on purpose? Or maybe they're so inept that we've got to put cameras in the classroom. We've got to shut this down. They were actually having kids write this stuff and then claiming, oh, whoops, it was an accident. Someone must have seen it. In a prepared statement, Superintendent Phil Herman said the inappropriate and offensive writing prompts were part of a supplemental res- excuse me, resource using the high school senior level college, college credit plus writing sections. Quote, the district immediately determined this writing resource should not be in the hands of our students and on Monday collected the books from the students enrolled in the course, Herman said. It is important to note that at no time were any of these inappropriate writing prompts assigned as part of the class. So let's be reasonable here. It's not child adult materials. It is on par with grooming. They say it was an accident. I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you give this stuff to kids. Maybe it's something you should read before assigning or giving out. Now he's saying these writing prompts. Yeah, the book itself was included. Kids had it. That's how the parents found out about it. Okay, high school principal Brian Wilch said the class is offered in association with Hiram College, but it's taught at the high school. He also said the 642 Things book has been used in the past. Well, that's just worse. Wilch told the board Monday that he and his administrative team apologized to students' parents. The school is searching for a placement material that is suitable for high school students, he said. We did not exercise due diligence when we reviewed this resource. And as a result, we overlooked several writing prompts among the 642 that are not appropriate for our high school audience, Wilch said. We feel terrible 
At no time were any of these inappropriate prompts selected or discussed, but they but still they were there. They were viewable and you can't unsee them. Perhaps there's something to be said here to all the people who are going out on social media and being like, oh, it was just a mistake and the right is pouncing on it. How about we just say these teachers are incompetent? How is this stuff slipping through the cracks? Either we have malice or incompetence. Either way, purge or cameras in the classrooms. Schubert on Monday night gave the board an ultimatum. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child adult materials in the classroom. Schubert told the board, I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this board of education or you will be charged. Bravo. Let me tell you something. If you accidentally provide children with explicit materials, are they going to be like, it was an accident he was giving out these books? No. So here's, here's what you need to understand. When he references this specific, specific child adult materials, there, there are different interpretations in different jurisdictions, but I, I don't know if it qualifies in that capacity. Far be it for me to tell the mayor and the judge. I think there is something similar where you can't go to kids and give them. It's like, it's like abuse. Giving them materials and stuff is, 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 is a crime. It's abuse. His statement was met with cheers and applause from many of the audience members. The mayor said he would like to see all five members resign by the end of the month. It's not clear whether the board can be held criminally, criminally liable for the material that was being used in class. We've never heard of criminal charges filed against a school board for curriculum, said Ralph Lusher, staff attorney with the Ohio School Boards Association. Having not seen the book that was used in the writing class at Hudson High School, Lusher said he wouldn't want to judge whether the material would cross the line or not. Now, it could be that the book included images for their writing prompts. That may be the case. While emphasizing he is not familiar with the Hudson Board of Education's process to approve curriculum, Lusher said school boards typically have a process where curriculum is reviewed by committees before it comes before the board for its approval. He said he believes it's unlikely that something would get to them that is, such, uh, that is of such moral turpitude that it would bring criminal charges. Lusher said the State House Bill 110, which takes effect September 30th, will require school districts to have parents of high school students sign permission slips for college credit plus classes. The Ohio Department of Education and Higher Education are working together to create a permission slip that will notify parents about mature subject material that could be a part of the course. There is not currently such a requirement. Herman said, an independent investigation is underway to determine how these supplemental materials were reviewed and approved, and if any additional action should be taken. It is clear that as a district, we did not properly review this resource, and for that, we sincerely apologize. Mm, Well, there's still negligence. If you commit a crime on accident, sometimes there's like, I shouldn't say commit a crime on accident. If you like crash your car and cause serious damage, you can be held criminally uh, uh, liable for negligence. If you have like a seizure and you crash, you're not going to be charged as a seizure. But if you're like fiddling with the radio, yeah, you can be. And if you hit somebody, you probably will be. He says, we take great pride in the instructional experience of our students and take very seriously anything that negatively impacts our mission to provide an educational program that provides for the development of each child in a safe, nurturing environment. Again, we are reviewing our approval process to make sure that nothing similar happens in the future. Well, excuse me if I don't believe you. And excuse me if parents are, uh, if, if, if there won't, you know, well, let me rephrase. And uh, forgive me for celebrating those who would stand up and protest against this. 
I mean, look, you can Google search school board protests. It does not take a lot of time or energy to pull this stuff up. From WRAL, threat over mask mandate prompts more county school board to reschedule meeting. Threat over mask mandate. People are actually attacking. Don't do this. And threatening. Please don't do this. You do not win when you engage in that behavior. You don't. But I can only say it's really hard to convince people not to engage in this behavior when the left does it all the time. And uh, it works for them. But we got more. From Valley News Live, my child, my choice. Protest outside of elementary school wants school board to end mask requirement. Here's another one. Masking protests held ahead of Appleton school board meeting. Here's another one with stupid pop ups. Scranton teachers hold protest before school board meeting. Teachers say they are going into their fifth year without a contract. Oh, okay, that's that's something different. I, I pulled up a bunch. But if you go on Google, you can see a whole bunch of stories about school board meeting protests because parents are revolting. This one gets caught up in the mix, but uh, hey, you get some free free news outside of the main subject matter. Here we go, baby. This one's from just today. Fox News reports. Virginia Beach School Board gives superintendent authority to make gender related policies. School board member who opposed the new policy said it's a violation of religious liberty protections. This is where we're going, right? They say the 7-3 vote came amid a fiery, fiery public comment supporting and opposing the proposal, which has been criticized for granting the superintendent too much policymaking authority. The state is currently mandating that school boards adopt measures either aligned with or tougher than model policies released by the Department of Education. Those would, among other things, require the use of students' preferred pronouns and allow them to use a facility, including locker rooms and restrooms that corresponds to their gender identity. Why do we have them in the first place? I mean, let's just be real. If this is where we're going, and you've got some arguing we should have gender segregation, and you have the left arguing we should not have gender segregation, why is either arguing for either instead of just saying, how about we just do individual stalls? How about instead of one locker room, we just make like 10 shower stalls that close and lock the doors that you can go in and use? If we're going to have, you know, three bathroom, why not have individual bathrooms? That solves all the problems. But let me tell you, too much uh, behavior. I think behavioral sync is a good explanation for a lot of this. You should check out the uh, article from TimGuest.com. Shane Cashman wrote about the beautiful ones of Universe 25 and the Rat Utopia experiment. And behavioral sync is what it's is what it's called. Basically, we've gotten to a point where uh, in the Rat in the Rat Utopia, most of you probably know this, they had unlimited food and water, but not space. And eventually, they became violent. Started, they, start, they stopped functioning properly, stopped having kids, and then eventually killed themselves and the colony collapsed. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No details. I think we're experiencing something of this. Why should children be allowed to self uh, to to absolute self-determination? And what I mean by that is if you take a child, human child, and put them in the wilderness and have them be raised by wolves. Once they're older, 
they will not be able to properly adapt to mainstream society. There have been stories of this happening, of people being raised in the wild or being raised outside of civilization. They have a difficult time grasping concepts because you're, when, when you're youngest is when you learn a lot, probably the most important years as your brain is developing. Now, if you take a bunch of kids and you say, you can just decide for yourself what reality is instead of being given guidance by parents, we're getting dangerously close to... I don't know, I guess I'm kind of behavioral sync. You see, Brett Weinstein was interviewed for the piece at TimCast.com. And he said one of the challenges with lab mice is that they don't inherit information from their parents like wild mice do and like every el- everything else does, even with instinct, instinctual behaviors, right? The example I used yesterday is we have chickens. We've got a bunch. We have three babies, one rooster and uh, one cockerel, two pullets so far. That's one boy, two girls. And the parents love stink bugs. You flick a stink bug, man, they just annihilate that thing. They eat it up so quick. These three babies, all right, these three chickens we have, they do basic chicken stuff. They do the chicken stretch. They do the chicken shuffle where they scrape on the ground. And they do the chicken dirt bath where they land the ground and they scrape their feet throwing dirt on themselves. They've never seen an adult chicken before in their lives. These are from the egg. They saw me imprinted on, on us. So some behaviors they have. But I threw in a stink bug and they just look at it and then look at me and then they look at the stink bug and they look at me and I'm like, yo, eat it. It's food. But you can't just tell them they're chickens. They don't know. Chickens that are raised by a mother, they watch the mother, they learn from the mother. Information is transferred, even if it's just a chicken. What we're seeing now is that kids are being raised in such a way that we are purposefully severing that transfer of information, telling kids not to trust their parents. Take a look at that first story where it said, write something you wouldn't show your mom. Why? Should your mom not know about what you're learning and writing in class? What's the point of the prompt? Well, probably for college level, you know, I understand there's something there, but it is particularly insidious, nefarious when you're asking minors to write about things they wouldn't show their parents. So maybe I'll put it this way. I think this, uh, the mayor may, was wrong about the distribution of materials, but here's where he's right. Asking minors to write up things about their experiences is child adult materials. Just what you, you, you got to understand. We are telling children not to trust their parents. We're telling children to hide from their parents. And now you have a school telling kids to write about their experiences, minors. And yes, that crosses the line. Where will we end up if young people are being told not to listen to their parents anymore? Well, I can't tell you about how that would relate to behavioral sync and the rat rat experiment, but I do think that one of the greatest things that we have as life on this planet is that we inherit a lot of information from our parents and from our, you know, they say those who forget their past are those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. And when you have kids growing up being told to ignore the lessons of their parents and their parents are evil and wrong. What kind of people will they become? So, um, yeah, the more this goes on, the more they say you can decide what you are and your parents have no say. I think the closer we are to a breakdown. And maybe what they're trying to do is they're trying to, to the best of their abilities, erase the past, a culture revolution, as it were. Erase the culture of the parents, have the kids do crazy things and then start over. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a, a subliminal or, or it's a uh, subversive culture evolution. 
maybe it's just overt. I mean, we see cancel culture. We see the behavior modification. We see, you know, I'll tell you what really broke my heart is seeing Penn Jillette stand with Gavin Newsom. Wow. I used to be a big fan of Penn Jillette, but that was a kick in the face. Here's a guy who talks about how burning the flag, Penn Jillette is a libertarian Cato Institute, and he's got his arm around Gavin Newsom, a despotic authoritarian crackpot. My, how the mighty have fallen. It's a culture revolution. Cancel culture and manipulation, the, the poisoning of kids' minds. It's getting worse, and it's happening every day. When you see these stories, I hope you understand that this is just one of how many schools? 120,000 in the country. And how many are we actually hearing about when it comes to this behavior? How many schools are doing exactly what this one school did and no one's caught them or called them out? Probably a lot. And that's worrying to me, man. I think it's, uh, I think it's very dangerous. But what do you do? We build culture. You know, we've got TimCast.com. We've got the Cast Castle, Castle Vlog. We are using these systems to the best of our abilities to build up alternatives and provide alternate spaces. So that's the best you can do, I suppose. Stand up, speak up, call it out, build culture. Do not bend the knee. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p- I'm sorry, 4 p.m. at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.